Welcome to Flustercuck, the bad movie podcast about bad movies that we've watched, and now we're going to tell you about them, but with a twist. (laughs) (laughs) In this podcast, uh, two of us have watched a movie and have to review it. One of us has to give a good review and one a bad review, but we don't know which until we begin. I'm actually terrified right now. This is the most competent this this podcast has ever sounded. I'm really worried now, too. Yeah, no, yeah. Like, well, Sam, Sam, why don't you tell everyone the film that you asked Tom and I to watch? Uh, right. Uh, thank you, Alex. This week, I asked uh, you lovely boys to um, to revisit that cinema- cinematic masterpiece and gem, Howard the Duck. And wasn't it a classic? It was. You know, rarely has uh, has a Marvel character. So <laughs> he really and intrigued. Never, never more has the ter- has the has the name Marvel been more apt. <laughs> <laughs> Truly, this film is. Uh, no, just get on with it. Like I can't, I can't, <laughs> I can't. I need to know whether I'm defending this fucking. Lovely film or not? Uh, good news, Tom. You are. Oh, I fucking knew it. I knew it. I knew it. What did I tell you? <laughs> I said he's gonna get even with me. He's going to get even with me. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Oh, I'm quite pleased. <laughs> Two weeks in a row, I get to say how bad a bad movie really is. This is good. This is just your chance for revenge on either of us, then, Tom. If you win. <laughs> I think I know who I'm going to get, Alex. I think I know who I'm going to get if I win. <laughs> okay, right. Um, do you want me to... to shall I uh, describe the film? Shall I... Do you want to... I'll do a rundown of the plot. Please do. I'll do a rundown on the plot. So, um, in the 1980s, um, Marvel Studios decided that they were going to branch out and try to uh, start a film division... Uh, which they haven't actually done since 1944, I think, um, with their cinematic classic, Captain America. And they looked at all of their characters and they said, you know what, this guy, this guy needs a film. Um, because, I mean, why not? I mean... I suppose the way they, I suppose they could have looked at this is. I could give you seven, seven reasons <laughs> why not. <laughs> if you like, but I'll, I'll let you finish yourself. Thank you. Um, so they looked at this guy and I think they probably thought that if it flops, then it won't matter because he's, he's not as, as big a character as say Captain America, Iron Man or Spider-Man or anything like that. So. They approached a number of film studios. Uh, Lucasfilm decided that they were going to take it, um, <clears throat> and then George Lucas stepped down as uh, CEO of Lucasfilms. Anyway, George Lucas took it upon himself to make this film. So the film starts with Howard the Duck chilling in his house, you know, and all of a sudden this sort of, uh, as is common practice really in uh, in most households, this strange light comes through the window and steals him from his home um, and sucks him up into the air with him screaming now. He, he sort of like goes into space and I'm not sure on the, the details of how he was breathing or anything like that in, in um, <clears throat> space. Well, you've seen, but, haven't, you ever seen, haven't you ever seen DuckTales? All you need is a fishbowl, so I'm sure it, re- it nah, reverses but he didn't through. have a fishbowl, that's the thing, so, um, but no, so... Well, it's, it's, see, it's, it's not the fact that uh, he, he could make sounds himself, it's the fact that uh, the audience can hear those sounds from what seems like miles and miles away. Yeah, but Alex, Alex, you've got to remember that ducks, du- you know, duck, duck quacks don't echo, so therefore they must have some sort of additional property that makes them work in space. This is true. Uh, well, this 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 comes back to one of my points that I want to make, that Howard the Duck is quite a special character. Because what you've got to understand is, later in the film you realise how he came to Earth, but this special sort of light ray gun thing that picked him off of his planet had to be positioned perfectly so to, to hit his apartment window to, to suck him out into the real world. Real being sort of like held in quotation marks here, you can't see that. Um, <clears throat> so, but 
the amount of things this light had to dodge to get to Howard the Duck, not, you know, not forgetting the millions of skyscrapers that you can see in Quack City. Um, but, you know, that, that's, that's, that's my point. Well, now, now, when, when he's dragged out of his apartment, he is dragged out through several different rooms of a building. Well, this as well. Um, which is why How the Duck must be special, but let's, we'll, we'll get to that later. So he, he's dragged to Earth and lands, um, sort of in an alleyway, which doesn't actually correspond to where the light is. Um, and he, uh, he, he sort of, Gets up into this very grungy, stylized '80s uh, rock bar, basically, where um, Marty McFly's mother is singing, and uh, he gets uh, he gets scared, runs away, hides in a bin, and then um, she she uh, she comes out. She's she's finished her her set, and some guys approach her and use typical '80s PG lingo to basically allude to the fact that they might try and have sexual intercourse with her, not necessarily um, with her consent. Um, and well, that's what you get the, for taking too much toot. Well, to be honest, that that's what you get for, you know, being Leah Thompson in anything but Back to the Future, I find, because, I mean, she's pretty sort of like, that's all she's done, except get naked with Tom Cruise in that one film. So, I think she deserved it a bit for trying to step out of the reach. But, oh, shut up. <laughs> now, now, Alex. Now, now, Alex. <laughs> he loved her in that thing he saw her in. Yeah, that thing with the Tom Cruise and the naked... But she was in Back to the Future, and I love him in Back to the Future. Anyway, no, so she's, she's going to get raped, and uh, Howard the Dog gets up, uses quack food to um, defeat these people. She's uh, a master of yeah, he is a master of it. That, that is mentioned at least four times in the film. So, <clears throat> it just so happens that, um, she knows a scientist, um, who can help him. This scientist is played by Tim Robbins, um, who people may know as Andy Dufresne from The Shawshank Redemption. So he's a good actor. And, uh, and, um, uh, Hudsucker Proxy. Mm hmm. Yeah, yeah, he's in that as well. And so, he's, uh, He's a good actor, which adds to the credit of the film, because they've got a good actor in it. So um, he uh, actually turns out to be a janitor, and uh, but he's a bit crazy, so he obsesses with Howard the Duck. And in the meantime, while he's having this sort of obsessive stuff, Howard the Duck decides that the best option is to get a job and uh, just settle down, really, um, which he does. <laughs> or at least he tries to. And generally speaking, although very prejudiced, the world is very accepting of him. Um, in, well, in a way, yeah, you know, like things happened then, um, <clears throat> for reasons. And so, uh, Howard the Duck sort of starts to settle in, even though, uh, like I say, when I say the world's accepting, it's not like they're cutting him up and experimenting on why an anthropomorphic duck is walking around in, uh, where is it? Um, can't remember. Ducksburg. Uh, Cleveland. Cleveland. It was Cleveland. It was Cleveland, Ohio. Um, and so he, uh, you know, he see, they, they, they don't cut him up, but they are quite prejudiced against him. And, uh, but so he gets his job. He ends up quitting his job. Um, he gets the job and quits the job in a matter of 10 minutes. Um, and then, uh, the story happens again where, uh, the scientist comes and says, Oh, I have these friends who, um, actually brought you here. They go to introduce him to this big laser that brought him here. And, uh, um, principal, um, can't even remember his name from Ferris Bueller is the lead scientist, but by the time they get there, um, the laser has been destroyed because something else has been sucked through the laser. Um, and it turns out it's the bad guy, uh, that's taken hold of the principal from Ferris Bueller. They go to a diner for some reason, um, because, I mean, they're on the run from the police by this point because the police think the duck did this, this to the laser, um, because that's what ducks do. Um, and so, in the, in the diner, the, uh, the principal reveals that he's actually a dark overlord, nameless dark overlord of the universe. Um, 
and reveals his entire plan to um, this duck and uh, Marty McFly's mother. Uh, he then decides he's going to kidnap her after they've had, all had a fight in the diner where for some reason he helps them. Um, and then uh, he decides he's going to, he says that their, um, their species can't, uh, can't really live on Earth without a human host. So he's going to use her to bring another dark overlord through. They, they find a plane and they, they get to, uh, they get to the laboratory where it's all going to happen. And they fight him, and then there's actually some pretty decent 80s stop motion fighting for a short while. And how the duck wins, um, and then he decides that he's going to set. Oh, in, in doing so, he destroys the laser um, because it just so happens that the, the same scientists are working on a laser to <clears throat> um, test the, the light in the universe. Also, they were working on a death ray. Um, so they use the death ray, they destroy the laser as well. Howard the Duck has to stay on Earth. And so he decides to be Leah Thompson's uh, band manager. Ta-da! And sadly, there is not a post-credit sequence as far as I'm aware. Where Chris Pratt sits in a cage. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, I never made it to uh, to the end of the credits. I, I barely made it to the beginning of the credits. Yeah. Because, good lord, this film. So, this... <laughs> okay. Yeah, go on. No, 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 you... you... No, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I was just giving more exposition to the film, but I, I pretty much covered all of it. I mean... You know, after after last week, I'm, I, I'm not as horrified as I was. Yeah. By Freddy Got Fingered, but I think I think my problem is I'd already seen Freddy Got Fingered, so I knew what to expect. So I, I've come into this one completely blind. I, I've heard it was a bad movie, and I do have some points to defend it. So <laughs> well, it's 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 one of those movies that kind of has. It, it, I think it just has. It's it's just a movie that now, regardless of whether or not you've seen it, it just it's has one of those automatic. You know, it's an automatic response to the term. Oh, name a bad movie. <laughs> Or, you yeah. Know, or, 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 na- name a bad coin book movie, or, or you know, name na- name that kind of. Just you know, it it automatically has the negative status. Regard, you know, people people who have never seen it, they just automatically know. Oh yeah, it's a terrible movie. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, but there are, like I say, there are some good points. There are. Well, well, I will say I won't say anything uh, anything bad about the special effects because I think all effects, even even Howard himself. Um, no, he is on the screen a lot. Um, we'll see. The 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 prosthetics, obviously for for Howard, and the effects for, as you said, the end, yeah. the, the big fight scene at the end. They they were all fine, and for certainly for the time, for for an eighties film, you know, very good. Mm-hmm. I'd say so. I I I've no complaint on that side of the yeah, film. Yeah. Okay. Um, Bef- before we start our debate, then Sam, how are you going to mark this? Are you going? Are we just going to? Should we just spitball ideas? Are we going to freestyle? <laughs> um, have, you, have you got a marking criteria? I'd like to I, know how to win this. <laughs> um, I, I will listen to. I, I will adjudicate. I will adjudicate fairly, and I will listen to. Um, I, what I will do is I will listen to uh, each of your opening statements, and okay. um, you may have noticed two large plastic uh, tubes in the corner of the room. <laughs> During the course of the evening, I will have one of my workers place a red ball <laughs> in either tube. Alex, yours is the one on the left. Tom, yours is the one on the right. If there are enough balls in your tube, and gentlemen, <laughs> you have won. <laughs> um, but no, no, yeah, I, I'm okay. intrigued. I'm intrigued. So yeah, yeah, just, you know, throw things at me. I mean, I do have a couple of questions, but there's, no, there's nothing structured. Just, okay, just a few sure. things, to, just a few questions to spice things up. So, um, okay. so yeah, let's, Tom, 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 right, go, let's go. Dazzle me. Okay, so, um, I'll start with, uh, just replying to what Alex said about these special effects then. Um, now, there was a lot of criticism, um, before, like, I read a lot of criticism before watching the film about, um, how unrealistic how the duck looks and, um, Sort of the way the the mouth doesn't necessarily match what he's saying and things like that. And so I came into this quite cynically, sort of expecting something quite bad. And what I found was I also read as well, sorry, that um, it was originally intended to be an animated film. And as far as I can see, they've they've 
tried to create a sort of Roger Rabbit style movie and used puppetry rather than um, than, than actual animation. It's almost Muppets, which is I find you know quite nice. I like that. I like to see that sort of like I like to see other ways than CGI to be used. So the way they used How the Duck was. I wouldn't say it was, you know, it's not revolutionary or anything like that because, I mean, ultimately, it was criticised. But at least they were trying new things. They weren't sort of relying on uh, standard animation. They were trying to do the best that they could with what they got. And when you look at the film, like you said, the stop, an- uh, the stop motion at the end of the film, it's actually pretty decent. And so you're going to get it wrong, uh, the film was released. And the budget is quite clearly sort of substantial. There was quite clearly a, a decent budget behind this film. I mean, you look at some of the sets that they use, especially the laboratory that they've got um, with the big laser. And, okay, the, the laser, this this giant sort of telescopic laser, is uh, it's not obviously built on set, but it, it's, it's going to be a scale model that's been placed on. But there's enough detail in it for it to look as though this thing was built there. And... and there's still a lot of detail in these sets. A lot of money was spent on this film. You've got to look at the stars in it as well. I mean, okay, um, Howard the Duck was played by six different actors and voiced by, by one guy who isn't really known for a lot as far as I'm aware. Um, but you've got Leah Thompson who, yeah, back then she was kind of a well-known name. And then you've got, um, I'm actually going to look up his name now. Um, again, the principal from... Uh, from Ferris Bueller, and he was the one face in a lot of 80s movies. Jeffrey Jones. Jeffrey Jones, yeah. Yeah, Jeffrey, yeah. yeah Jeffrey Jones is, um, is a, was a very well-known face in a lot of those uh, styles of movies, a lot of those 80s movies. And uh, so the budget behind it, the, the, the actual attention to detail of the sets and, and the, the casting, is good. I mean, you've got Tim Hopkins in there, who opened was as big a name as he, he is now. But he was certainly up and coming, um, and so I find that quite endearing. I find that quite quite nice, um, and 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 to see that, you know, okay, yeah, to see to see some of that criticised, I can I can understand why, but you can't fault them for trying. Yeah, there was there was definitely a movie with a lot of effort put into it. Yeah, it 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 was. A, I mean, what you got to think about as well is this was Marvel's first effort. Now you can't. You can't look at any of the Marvel films now and not, at least in a very small way, relate, relate them to Howard the Duck. Because if Howard the Duck didn't happen, if, the, if they hadn't gone forward with Howard the Duck, then they wouldn't have known where to go right when they did Iron Man. <laughs> uh, so, so you're saying that Howard the Duck was, was a wrong film? No, I'm just saying that I'm just saying it was a, a very big trial and error effort. You need to know. You need to try things. Okay, well, well, let let let's let's hear from me, shall yeah, we? Yeah, I'd like to, I'd like to. I've been waiting for you to weigh in. I've just been filling the silence. <laughs> yes, Alex, please, you have the floor. Good lord, I've rarely seen uh, a, a a sort of cheesy '80s action esque movie with less consistency i mean that you you talked earlier about how people uh, react to seeing how the duck i've never seen so many reactions different reactions to something to the same thing in a film before some people sort of instantly assume oh he's a kid in a costume some people from two streets away catch a glimpse of him and run screaming for the hills <laughs> it's, it's fucking bizarre um and uh, and uh, the the romance is completely inconsistent in that they have uh, they have a scene where they they start to get romantic and then they stop and realize no no you're you're a duck and I'm a human girl we were just joking but then they kiss at the end anyway and they're they're together at the end anyway so what was the fucking point well, es- oh. escalation, Alex. You've got to you've got to build that tension. You've got to have that will so, they will they won't they romance. Bear in mind, you've got to remember this is in the era of moonlighting, and and, and will they won't they was was a big draw. I mean, I th- I find well, of, of of course, true love can overcome any bestiality, but <laughs> <laughs> we 
I find that um, we certainly the, do, Alex. The two characters that you 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 posed with here are Howard the Duck, who's this very in-your-face sort of um, sort of guy, very outspoken. But then you've got Martin McFly's mom, who again is very very in-your-face. So I think that will they won't they works for them because they've got that flirtatious almost we're about to have sex moment um in the bed and then and then oh no no they didn't there and then it just works for them that they're all talk and they're they're all talk for a lot of the movie um and they only come into action when they need to but i think that's that's the mark of a good series as well they don't they don't just jump to action they, they talk it out first they try and they try and get the better odds on on their, their bad guys. The bad guy here being sex. And and Howard well, is a gentleman. Speaking, it's, spe- it's true to his characterization. Howard is a gentleman as well. It's, you're right. Spe- speaking of uh, of of the villains, of course, I just want to switch to Jeffrey Jones for a minute. I, good lord, I feel sorry for Jeffrey Jones. The amount of scenes where he just had to pull. A strange, constipated face, and talk in a stupid voice to represent the bad guy. I mean, for God's sake! I, mean, I don't think they even start changing his makeup until about halfway through the the villain's takeover of his body, and then, oh, it's just so stupid. Um, I, I really and the, and the villain again. Going back to the inconsistency, you said uh, before. At the at the start, it almost looks like the villain might be their pal for a while, and maybe I I th- I wondered if maybe he was going to be the uh, the character who was all bluster about wanting to destroy the world, but in reality, all he wanted was a friend. <laughs> 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 but then, no, he he decides that he is going to uh, he he is going to take over the world after all, and then. Um, and then just randomly kidnaps the girl with no real need. I mean, he needed energy. He needed a host he, body. He, yeah. he, he needed a host body, but you know, he was miles and miles away. Surely it would have been quicker to just ditch her and grab some random random wino off the street near uh, near the science station. Um, but no, he 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 gets the evil villain's glint in his eye and grabs the girl. But that's that and drags her off by her hair. That's what makes him more evil. He's he's the dark overlord of the universe. <laughs> he's not here to just kill random person. He's a, he's an evil character that that homes in on these insecurities that people have. Howard the Duck only this, has this, one this friend. This is another thing. He say he says he's a one of the dark overlords or dark rulers. I mean, he never he never cares to elaborate on that. You, know? you don't need to. It's all the universe. Why why was he why was he He, he very <laughs> briefly points out that he was, was he, he was trapped somewhere and and the, the, the Why was he like, banished to demon space? Because he was a dark <laughs> overlord. I love that there's apparently a corner of demon space. Well, because Alex, you don't you don't just let someone with the film, term dark overlord with... wander around free like Voldemort. You wouldn't just let him just hang around, <laughs> would you? No, you keep tabs on that fucker. Let, let's let's let, Alex, Alex, let's relate this to real life. If someone came in and said, "Hello, my name's Kitty Fucker," you wouldn't immediately welcome him with open arms, would you? Like. If he's coming in and saying hello, I'm Dark Overlord. How would the Duck apparently? How the Duck apparently fucking does? Because they don't believe him at the beginning. That's what I love is the fact that they're talking. They they they're all the time talking about how people should take this duck seriously. I mean, look, it's sort of it's absurd, but he's a real person with real feelings. And then the moment the evil guy says, "Oh well, yes, I'm from outer space too," they're like. No, you're fucking nuts. Well, that's you're full of shit. Alex. What, why are you acting so crazy, bear, Jeffrey Jones? Bear in mind, Alex, Howard is clearly a duck. He's clearly not human, and therefore it makes sense that he's not from space. Je- you know, Jeffrey, Jeffrey doesn't, until, he, until you know, he starts getting his, like, weird tentacle penis out of his mouth, he he yeah. looks fairly human. People are not naturally, people, people you know, Howard set the, set the bar for, 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 for what comes out of space. He did not meet but the requirement, even, he did not meet yeah, the, no. the, the, the appearance. Even so, the the alien very clearly and calm and calmly explains, you know, <laughs> I, "I I'm an alien that needs a host body." That tele that that big explosion from the from the teleporter thing that was me. 
And it's like, oh, no, no, it can't have been that. There, there must have been some other reason for the explosion. Why are you acting so kooky, Jeffrey Jones? He's, he's <laughs> Come on, like... let's let's sit down at this diner. Cup of coffee, you'll feel all fucking better. <laughs> bear in mind, Alex, bear in mind. He, you know, he's an o- overlord of the universe. An overlord. So he's clearly, you know, he's like, you know, he's, he's like, you know, he's like, he's like something from... He's not used to, expla- he's not used to explaining himself. Well, yeah, I imagine he... I, you, you don't hear the title Dark Overlord of the Universe and think this is a guy who has to bother with the day-to-day admin. <laughs> <laughs> Not to mention, I mean, earlier on, Tim Robbins went a bit cuckoo and was, like, questioning how the Doc about, have you got superpowers, you know, without any sort of, like, exposition as to why you would think that. But um, he's questioning how the Doc's like, no, fuck off, I don't have superpowers, leave me alone. So how the Doc, even though he lives in Dockland with Doc people, they don't have duck powers or anything like that so when this guy's saying <laughs> i'm a dark o-, we're talking about a bird that can't even fly even though he fucking tries earlier on in the film when he's flapping his arms but let's face it these ducks don't have superpowers so as soon as this dark overlord arrives and says hey yeah i'm gonna eat your soul i'm gonna destroy the planet of course had the ducks gonna be like okay crazy jeffrey jones i think you've had yeah, one he- too many of the funny fags now <laughs> As he, mm-hmm. as he says at the beginning of the movie, what a what a rotten day, you know. Clearly, he, it's, yeah. you know, his patience has been tested multiple times by this point. He, he's not... I, I think there's yeah, I think there's even points when um, when his eyes start glowing or when he first sort of blows something up with his mind, they start thinking, "Oh, come on, Doc, snap out of it." Just, how much more proof do you need? Well, that, oh, that was another right there, fucking right thing. Howard Howard the Duck sort of goes wants to wants to know how he got there and 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 wants to know how he can get back home. But the moment he fucking meets a scientist, whether they're fucking, you know, behaving stupidly or not, he's like, oh, get out of my face, go away, go away, I don't want to talk to you. You just fucking went there to see him. Yeah, but he's cuckoo balls. He's fucking bonkers. Look at yeah, him. Alex, he can't even wear his glasses be... straight for the entire film. Like, he Alex... is mental. Yeah, Alex, you might go to a doctor because you have a medical problem, but if the doctor starts, you know, jabbing needles into your eyes, you're going to tell him to leave you alone. Yeah, oh yeah, he is, yeah, absolutely. And so, not to so mention... You would, you would, so you wouldn't put up with a little eccentricity to be able to get back to your home planet? Not, say, not no, if no. he's putting a thermometer somewhere cold. Not, not to mention, he's quite clearly very early on in the film disregarded by the people that actually work at this institute as a janitor. Now, okay, that's not immediately as he meets him, but at least he was still willing at that point. At least he wasn't sort of like, at least had the duck wasn't completely running away from him. As soon as he sees that this guy isn't a scientist, he's just a madman in a white coat. As soon as he sees that, he's like, you know what, duck, I'm good. I'm going to go get a job. Because that's what normal people do, and that's the thing. All the way through this, oh, yes, all the way through this film, all... Howard the Duck is the only voice of reason. He's the only one saying this film is ridiculous. This situation <laughs> is bonkers. I just need to get a job and settle down because I am a normal person. It's everybody else that makes the duck special, and this is what I'm saying about Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck is special because he had to fly through buildings. He had to go like up into the air, like. That beam of light didn't just pick any duck, it picked <laughs> Howard the duck. Now, what was special about Howard? That's the thing. This is what I hoped they would you know, explore in something like a sequel as to why Howard the duck was chosen by this beam of light. Because, as we've established, reasonably speaking, this light couldn't have picked anyone else, even though... There was the, the buildings and that stuff in the way, and there's probably debris in space. Why didn't it just pick a fucking rock or something? No, it shows Howard the Duck. And Howard the Duck is special. Howard the Duck needed to be in this film. Howard the Duck needed to meet these characters. It, it, really, Howard all... the Duck needed to be in a film called Howard the Duck. Well, right, if, no. Alex, if he, didn't, if, he, if he wasn't in a film called Howard the Duck, why would the film be called Howard the Duck? That would just be silly. Exactly, exactly, Alex, right? You wouldn't go to see a film called Howard the Duck and saying... expect nobody called Howard the Duck to be there, unless they made a reference That's to That's not what I'm saying. Like... I'm saying you say he needed to be there. He needs... No, no, I'm, oh, never he needed to be in this... Like, this was, like, a story that he needed to be in. Like, the, the characters all came together for his arrival. Like, everything fell into place. Want, 
Why would you want any of those characters to come together? I'm not necessarily saying that I want them. I think Jeffrey Jones was perfectly happy. I think Jeffrey Jones was perfectly happy just working, being a scientist. No, but that, that laser still would have got Jeffrey Jones. Alien. You've got to think that that laser would still get Jeffrey Jones, and then Jeffrey Jones would just destroy the universe. Howard the Duck saved the universe. That's why the laser got him. Like you've got to look into of this course, deeper. You've got to look look at this beyond face value. There's the narrator at the start of the film. Now, who the fuck is that narrator? Because they don't establish that. I'll tell you who that is. That's the Beyonder. Now we're getting into real Marvel comics, which was one thing and that bear I was mind, severely disappointed about oh, yes, until oh, I looked yes, the, the, beyond the, what the, I saw. The narrator at the beginning who tells us that all these amazing stories, all the amazing stories in the universe begin with fucking Howard the Duck. They do, because exactly. he saved and, the universe. And, and the... Oh, but he didn't begin with Howard the Duck because Howard the Duck was the first Marvel film. Marvel Duck was the first Marvel film, now we have Iron Man. If there hadn't been any Howard the Duck, then Marvel might not have the capabilities to go, actually, we can make these films on our own. No, I, I, I think if Howard the Duck hadn't been made, we might have gotten Iron Man just as good several years earlier, and we'd be a lot further down the road that we all, we, we're all enjoying. Yeah, but he'd so have been played by fucking Jeff Goldblum or something. Like, <laughs> who wants to see Jeff Goldblum as a fucking superhero? I don't. I liked him in Jurassic Park, and I liked him in Independence Day. He was good as the fly, but not as fucking Iron Man. He's not like this. I'm not being funny, right? They're, Iron Man happened when it happened because everything fell into place. Like true. You wouldn't you wouldn't want Iron Man earlier because you wouldn't want younger Johnny uh, uh, Robert Downey Jr. before he got sober. Yeah, exactly. They wouldn't have cast Robert Downey Jr. So you'd have got someone crapper. You'd have got Val Kilmer right. or George Clooney. Ah, uh, that's 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 all subjective. You'd never know. You could have had someone who in an alternate universe there could be someone who's playing the part even better. Will Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Jared Leto. <laughs> do we? Re- I'm just saying. Do we really yeah. want to see a universe where Ed Norton was actually Iron Man rather than the Hulk? Oh. So, just oh, throwing that out there. Oh dear, Ed Norton. Oh, that's another fucking inconsistent science point. The point where uh, Jeffrey Jones says, "Oh." There's something inside me. It's replacing all my internal organs and killing me from the inside. But as soon as it leaves my body, I'll be dandy. Well, maybe, it, maybe, maybe, you the know. Moment, no, like, yeah, like, it's, like, no, it's like, it's like with Dracula. A giant, a really like Dracula, very, very, very large Dracula. building. It's like the Dracula. You can't very, very it. large alien bursts out of him and, uh, and coalesces into this giant sort of creepy fucking thing. And, uh, Jeffrey Jones is like, oh, well, I'm a little bit tired now, but I'm essentially fine. Howard the Duck, quick, point the laser at the alien. No, no, Alex, it's like when you kill a dragon. And, 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 and then when uh, Howard the Duck stops all the other aliens from coming down, they're all already full grown. Why did the alien need the alien on Earth think he needed a host then, if all the other aliens were full grown? Because maybe he's infallible. Not, not you know, he's infallible <laughs> even. You know, not everyone, they, they, not they, everyone they, is a planet. There's one, uh, there's one very well-known phrase that works well here. Um, don't be stupid, don't be silly, uh, put a condom on your willow. Um, and, and that means, um, always play safe. Always play safe. So he was using Jeffrey Jones as a condom. But that, that, Which ties nicely know, he, into the mm-hmm. imagery of the condom that she fishes out of Howard's wallet while she... Oh my god! <laughs> Okay, yeah, let's, let's, let, because, because, oh, that's it. Fucking duck puns and bird puns and egg puns. Oh, yeah, because he, because he's a I duck, found this film was excellent, so just put, put that out there. His, 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 his condom and his, and his planet are in the shape of a fucking egg. It was a, it was a spectacular, oh. what are you talking about? Oh. And, you know, it just, it, it just goes to show, what a bad role model Howard the Duck is. By the well, very gentle, bad he role model. His, he, he, he keeps his condoms opened in his wallet. You know, that's a bad condom. You cannot use that. He should have thrown well, that away. That's inductive of it his character. Be, it should it should be it should be sealed in its wrapper. You know, to protect. But maybe 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 ducks. Alex, 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 Alex
bear in mind, Alex, ducks have cur- have corkscrew-shaped barbed penises. It's going to get yeah. damaged anyway. Surely the keeping it in the wrapper is a moot point. <laughs> yeah, if anything, this is just easy access. True. You never, and and when you're the, dealing with, well, you're dealing with corkscrew barbed place, things... <laughs> and remember that most ducks, most male ducks, can see, you know, most ducks are conceived via what is basically rape. So again, it's probably best that they have... <laughs> They're able to just grab and go. I will, with I, will, I will say I was disappointed with the lack of barbs coming out of his ass, <laughs> with which to, uh, to to clench onto Marty McFly's mother's backside. But he did get a head erection at one point, so I mean, you know, at least they were they were thinking about sort of spiky things, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> clearly, clearly, she was she was she was moments away from getting gored. <laughs> okay, okay. Um... Okay, I think that that's the end of round one. I think, well, Tommy did an absolutely admirable job, but unfortunately, I, I felt like I had to jump in to help a few times, and and also no, Alex, 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 Alex really did. Alex, <laughs> Alex, unfortunately, did nail almost every single issue I had with the film. So <laughs> I have to go uh, first point to Alex, unfortunately. Okay. Hooray! Now, um, now a question for both of you. Um, and this this is a question for both of you. Which element or elements from the film would you like to be seen would you like to see carried forward into when Howard gets you know fully integrated with a new movie into the MCU proper what elements from the original do you want to see being brought with it into you know so when he teams up with Iron Man or or Deadpool or whoever I want Alex to go first just get it out (laughs) of the way I have nothing I have nothing to say no 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 I, I will but try perhaps, and think of something. Perhaps, Alex, you um, should say what you want to exclude from. No, no, no. Well, <laughs> no, 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 no. The, no, the, no, question, I, the question was, what do you want to include? Okay, all right. This is good content. Good content. This, is good, this is good patter, guys. I have some stuff, oh. but I, I want Alex to go first. That's the thing. Like, I want him to, I want him to about, get uh, it out uh, of what uh, I, I will tell you one thing. Um, I I would like to see in the Marvel Cinematic Universe that was in this film. I would like to uh, I would like I would like to see a crowd of people hell bent on tearing Howard the Duck to pieces and trying to cook him and eat him. <laughs> that I would like to see in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Is not 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 his rescue. <laughs> All right. Uh, just 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 the tearing him apart and uh, and devouring him. Mm-hmm. Okay, Tom. Okay. Okay, um, I find that Howard the Duck is very morally driven. Um, he is essentially, at heart, a good character. He doesn't, although he's quite harsh and, and quite crass, he's he's a very um, he's a very pure soul. Um, even to the point where when he's been flirting and he's quite dirty about it, as soon as he gets to the actual dirty deed, he's very innocent again. He, he's trying to shy away from it. He's a very Good person, and I think that is something that's that's quite admirable in the character, and I'd like to see so, that brought Tom, forward. Tom, are you are you equating his character to in in, in personality traits, you know, uh, to uh, to to Captain Malcolm Reynolds? Um, can you explain the question? Well, just in the those those personality traits. So so uh, morally quite morally guided, um, but still quite uh, still quite naughty. You mean? Yeah. Um, so you 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 would equate Howard the Duck to Cal- Captain Malcolm Reynolds, and he's also from space. It's, it, you know what? It, it, there are similar traits there. I will give that, and uh, <laughs> you know, um, with 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 my explanation, it is definitely um, something that you could see there. Um, obviously, there are differences. Um, one being a duck, and thus having sort of you know his own problems, and, and and Malcolm Reynolds being a captain and having to sort out his. But I don't. I think I don't think the two can really equate because. Of, they're in very different situations. Whereas um, how the duck is more about um, settling into something, Malcolm Reynolds is more getting away from everything. He, he's he's more about um, the tra- travel and, and getting to the destination. How the duck's already at the destination, um, and it, it, it's about him preserving the, the small you know life qualities that he can have in you know what seems to be a very prejudiced world against him. Um, and even even with that. Although he threatens a lot to hurt people because, you know, I mean, they're being very racist, let's be fair, very racist to this guy. He still tries to save them and, and he still wants to help them. 
And uh, and I think that's very admirable. I think the, the way that he he looks past all of this prejudice and takes the attitude, these people are still good, they still need saving from this dark overlord, that's, that's something that should definitely carry on into his character in Guardians of the Galaxy. And, and, and the good thing is, as, as you compared him to um, as Malcolm Reynolds, you can't not compare Captain Malcolm Reynolds to uh, Chris Pratt's Star-Lord. They are very similar. The captains, um, morally ambiguous sort of attitude, um, and, and how the duck could play off of that very well. And that is a world where these anthropomorphic animal characters are... Um, a sort of like alive and, and, and around. So I think there could be some good banter between the very sort of again harsh and crass rock get rocking. But um, again, he he's got the good soul. So I think yeah, no, I think that should be carried on. That should be carried across. Okay. Well. Um, okay. So that, thank you. For, that's some very very thought provoking some very thought provoking <coughs> answers there from both of you. Um, for that round, I've decided though. Unfortunately, Alex, whilst you made a a fairly salient point, I kind of feel it was it wasn't really. It kind of felt a bit too negative. It didn't feel like this is something you really want to see on. This is more like just what you want to see happen <laughs> to that character from that film. Whilst Tom, you know, Tom gave us some. <laughs> Tom gave us some real insight and depth, which I'm, I'm just, you know, it's, it's nice to see that kind of engagement with material because people need that. And I think you need to engage with that kind of material on that level. So I, I unfortunately, sorry, Alex, I have to award the, the point to Tom there for, uh, for a real, a real, I, real, I, a real thoughtful, I, heartfelt feeling. I happily concede the point in the round of what would we like to take from Howard the Duck and take into the Marvel Cinematic <laughs> Universe. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, bravo okay. to you, sir. Um, yeah, absolutely. Okay, um, uh, so um, I suppose before we, before we head on to just you know to the ritual disembowelment, um, Tom, do you have any more um, any more positives you want to you want to bring to the table? So this will be. Oh, I throw open. I throw. Yes, please do. Yes, let's hear your let's hear your closing yeah, statements. Okay. Um, uh, Alex, would you like to go first just while I... I just want to figure out what I've already said so that I can go from the list that I haven't already said. <laughs> Howard the Duck is a dumb 80s film. It's a child of its time. Um, it's a shame <laughs> that uh, that it's come from, uh, from Marvel, uh, a franchise I love so dearly and is very close to my heart. I, I, I'm sad that really that, that Howard the Duck exists as a character at all in the Marvel Universe in general, though I'm sure he's had um, many good, interesting adventures, and if you're into, uh, into talking ducks who can save the day, then uh, more power to you. But this film wasn't for me, and I don't think it's for anyone else at home either. <laughs> Thank you. Tom? <laughs> okay. Um, Howard the Duck is first presented in this film as your everyman sort of character. He's just uh, Joe, average Joe, sort of, um, and he uh, he's dragged from his world and thrown into the strange one. And so, even though, obviously, he's a duck and everything like that, when you look past that, what you're looking at is an origin story of this normal guy who's actually having to have this sort of like, I say power, it's not necessarily power because he doesn't have so much as power, but more this sort of, um, this, this responsibility of, uh, of, of, you know, helping people um, thrust upon him. And you see this, again, an average Joe guy who doesn't really want to be in this situation, um, take it upon himself to help people um, in the best way he can. And, and, and he does that. Um, as, as far as origin stories go, again, he's not getting superpowers, but what he is doing is throughout the film, he's, he's changing from this sort of what you see as quite a lazy character into someone who is quite active and who, who is quite engaged in sort of, again, the help of these people who are so prejudiced to him that, that he's kicked and, and nearly maimed and then nearly eaten by them. And I mean, let's look past the whole fact that he's a duck and look at the pure humanity of the fact that these people have found this walking, talking creature 
and decided rather than study it, rather than learn about it and perhaps better ourselves from it, they're going to cook it and eat it. He still saves these people. I think as far as Howard the Duck goes, I can't say that this was the best film ever. I can't say that this this film doesn't deserve um, better treatment because obviously there were some things wrong with it. What I can say is it's become a cult classic for a reason. It's the start of something. It was the start of something where they didn't sort of have to do these whole sort of movies where it's just typical 80s, you know, rom-com, anything like that. When you look at all your standard, like, cult 80s films, you've got a lot of sort of, like, romantic teenage comedies about sort of, you know, feelings and things like that. This is a cult film that goes, let's have some fun. Let's, let's just take this weird character that not anyone really knows about. Let's see if we can make him popular. And okay, they didn't necessarily make him popular for the reasons they wanted to, but they still gave it a go. This film was about trial and error, and I still maintain that Marvel Studios wouldn't be what it is today if they didn't at least have that trial and error process with a few of their earlier films. They did a few TV movies in the 90s. They sold the license to Spider-Man to Japan for a little bit. You know, it's a case of all this trial and error has worked its way up towards what we have today, which is the MCU. And Howard the Duck is a part of that. So I do actually stand by this film and say that there is good that's come out of it. Can, can, I, can I just ask briefly, is, does this film actually, actually factually have a, a, a cult following? It does. It does have a cult following. It oh does, yes. God. How nightmarish. <laughs> Okay, well, um, thank you very much for your closing statements, and I will consider that along with, as we move into the, I suppose, the, the final round, which is the free-for-all uh, massacre, um, and I will bear that in mind when I uh, tally up the, uh, the tie-breaking point. So uh, who wants to go first with the, with the tearing apart? Well, I, I, I've been, uh, I've been te- you know, saying the various things I hated about it all the time. This Tom, are there any true. points I that didn't case, touch on? This is true. Okay, Tom, <sighs> would you carve? I'm allowed to speak freely now. Yes, you are. You can confirm. Okay, this film. I had to rush through this film anyway. I'll just say that I had to, like, literally. I thought, like, with me getting home, I had time to just put it on and just like watch it. And I, I was worried that I wasn't actually going to catch the ending. I just made it. Where Where do I start? Let's start with Alex. You've already touched upon it. The duck puns. The fucking duck puns. As soon as the film starts, you're thrown into this world where, at first, I thought, is Howard the Duck being portrayed as, like, this all-round, like, sort of, every every sort of, like, jack-of-all-trades kind of guy that's done everything in his life? No, he's just a lazy fucker that lives on a planet, and then he's thrown into the world, right? And in that world... He's thrown into the 80s. Of all the fucking places to get thrown into, not even the good 80s, it's the 80s where let's show how bad youths are for a little bit. And then they show the fucking bar. These aren't my point. These aren't my problems. My biggest problem with this film is how have we had for two weeks in a row films with animal abuse, right? Because I'm not being funny. Ducks have a bad name because of this film. Right? I, I, I'm not I, funny. I, I, I agree. And, um... <laughs> I, w- I will say that uh, I remember as I was growing up that there seemed to be, uh, in the general populace, a lot of very fresh, recent uh, duck hatred uh, mm. flying around. And I didn't know where it was come from. Obviously, th- this film came out before I was born. So and it's, it, now it all becomes clear to me as to, uh, as to why people, well, well... when I was little, weren't feeding the ducks anymore. I want to jump into both of Tom's points. Firstly, um, regarding the puns, my main issue is fucking the puns aren't even any good. We've got fucking playbill, yeah, mallard card. Okay, my main issue is right from the front. Why not playbill? Yeah. Playbill. There you go. There's a better that, that works a little bit and, better. Yeah. 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 And just like ah, mallard card and um and so yeah, that's that's all pretty terrible. And like you said, you know, it could have been, it could have been so much worse with the eggplant and whatnot, but. Regardless of the quality of the puns, for me, the absolute nadir of this film was, again, 
and this ties into what Alex is saying about sort of just being tonally all over the place, is fucking in the first, within the first, what, three minutes of the movie? Duck tits. Yeah, duck tits. <laughs> I forgot about the duck tits. I duck forgot about the duck tits. <laughs> Every day but they're just... out there, they are duck tits. A woohoo! Oh god! The, the, the duck tits right behind you. <laughs> the duck tits. Oh, and and what was she it's... even doing? She was in the bath, yeah, she, and, and it, it, the whole she what, was whatever the bath, she was doing, just... looking really suspect. <laughs> She had a hand down by the bubble. Oh, but that's the thing. Just this ins- there is like no tone, con- no tonal consistency whatsoever in this film. Is it? Is it a knockabout comedy? Is it a buddy movie? Is it a fish out of water? Is a? Is it? What is it? And then again, just like what, what? What rating were they going for? Were they thinking, okay, we want to try and make, you know, are we making this like a hardcore R-rated movie? Is it? Is it meant to be sort of like a silly fun film for the family? You've got swearing, you've got creepy bestiality, sex puns, you've got full frontal duck nudity. <laughs> I can't get over the duck tits. It's the fact that they even had areolas. Going off it's of, just... yeah, no, that's yeah. <laughs> Going off of that though, you've just hit the nail on the head. This film doesn't have an identity. It starts off as a sort of romantic comedy. It starts off this sort of weird sort of creature. It's no, tell a lie. It starts off your typical alien sci-fi film. We're talking sort of like ET style. Sort of like, you know, like, aliens are fun. It's a creature that's quite kooky, gremlin, blah, blah, blah. Then it turns into a yeah, romantic it's, well, it's, comedy. It's, it's, it's you the, uh, think that's where its identity is. And then all of a sudden it turns into a fucking creature feature. And I'm like, fuck's sake, just, just make your mind up. It does, it does. It's it goes back to the romantic comedy. It's, it's, it does, it's got it, it cobbles so much idea. together. It's, you know, it's got yeah. the... It's got the it's got the prosthetics from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies. It's yeah, got it's again yeah. it's got it's got it's got the it's got the moonlighting will they won't they romance and then you're right and then you've got the fucking thing showing up at the end and then yeah the stop motion Harry Housen shit at the end. Not to mention the inconsistency doesn't stop there. Then there's the inconsistency in the writing. He's on this planet and then they've brought him here, but then then they say, but. It wasn't us that did this. Something must have done it. Something must have chosen you. And it's like, well, fucking tell us what it is then. Or otherwise, we've just well, got no, nothing. It was, they were just saying, you know, well, we were just doing ex- random experiments in hmm. space. And then, uh, um, you know, we didn't we didn't mean to drag you down. We weren't trying to bring anything down. You know, we were just trying out this thing. And then later in later in the film, when uh, the aliens trying to bring down the other aliens, it's like, would you like to target the evil aliens <laughs> to bring them down to the planet? It's like, how it's, many evil aliens can we bring down for you today? The, the consistency of this film. You touched upon it earlier, Alex. When every single person reacts differently, I'm not being funny, right? If I saw a talking duck, I would be like, what the fuck, sort of thing. I'd go up to it and I'd be like, yo, are you okay, like? Are you lost? Like, quite clearly not from this planet. Not to mention, the government would just take him. So, I have one more thing to say. Just one more thing, right? And this is the thing that got me the most. Howard isn't a fucking duck. He's a goose. (laughs) (laughs) Ducks aren't white. I don't want to go and kick the ducks. I want to go and kick the geese. He's a fucking goose. <laughs> All right. Okay, 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 okay. I I have one one more point on this, and this is another example of uh, the inconsistency. And it's a really stupid small point, but it really bothered me. Go for it. The fact that um, uh, when when he's brought a plate of food and there's an egg on it, mm. he goes fucking nuts. For one, you know, it's a chicken egg. It's not a duck egg. Mm. Um, and for another, earlier on in the film, um, you know, uh, Marty McFly's big boo, you know, love interest mother, tells um, tells him that uh, oh, he's uh, he's really hard boiled, mm. and he 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 brushes off the comment like nothing. Yeah. He's, you know, she's he just told him it, about. Yeah. He's just. He's just he's just casually passed off the the fact that she mentioned boiling eggs alive. Well, maybe like maybe so, maybe know, that boiling may, children. Well, maybe in that maybe in, in in Duck World, you know, that's that's their version of abortion. <laughs> I do have one more point, and this one really annoys me. Again, it's a little okay, one, it's a little one, but that I just it. I remembered that I wanted to say this. So, 
Um, and it's, again, it's just the writing inconsistencies. Um, when he's first dropped onto the planet, he, he's running around, he, he runs against a wall, puts his hand against a woman, not knowing it's a woman, looks up and he's like, oh God, it must be mating season. He establishes that his culture have mating season. Then later on, he's flirting with Marty McFly's mother and he's about to fuck her with his barbed, spiky, spirally penis. That's inconsistent. Surely he would, it would be mating season for him. That really pissed me off. He's, he's looking down on these people and all of a sudden he's as bad as them. He's worse than them. He's trying to do it with a fucking extra species now. <laughs> at what point did he look at these apes that he's been calling them and calling them disgusting and offering them bananas and things? When has he all of a sudden looked at Leah Thompson and gone, actually, I'd like to play that? <laughs> it is. The, the, the turnaround between, oh, you, 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 you hairless apes second me to, I'm suddenly appreciating this, to what is, the, what is this strange thing you call love? Yeah. Is, it's remarkable. <laughs> Okay. My question is, my question is, how how does he, you know, he he very quickly deduces which ones are female. Presumably, I can can only assume it's because just think, you know, how can he tell right off the bat, you know, these, and also, presumably (laughs) the only way he could tell which ones are female is because where he comes from, ducks have dicks. No, no, no. females have nipples as well. Exactly. Because he doesn't have nipples. And like I think it's you know to him surely there are different species so it's all the same so you know you know surely he could be one way or another he wouldn't necessarily be so what he wouldn't be so discerning in terms of what their genders were. Mm-hmm. Ma- Sam, if you want to get off with Howard the Duck, <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Just I don't. I just I don't. I just. Uh, why duck tits? <laughs> woo woo. I do. I just, I just want to, I just want to parody the Ducktales theme tune now with Ducktits. <laughs> oh, uh, horrible, horrible film, and just not even like the worst of excesses, but just so many weird choices and just lacking of any real direction, and just yeah, it's the George Lucas pro- problem. He just, <laughs> you can very much tell it's a George Lucas movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Um. Okay. To wrap it up, uh, I will probably give the final point to Tom purely because yes. again, just. He did overall a decent job yes. of trying of 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 of, of you know he, at no point did he fall back to the to the, to the lazy oh here's a here's a backhanded compliment and you genuinely tried to defend it and you you also just it was very entertaining listening to you complain <laughs> so uh, this week's winner is uh, by a by a by a by a by a slight margin is is Tom so congrats to you sir thank you <laughs> and I have a film that I both have I I want you to both watch. And okay. that film is Movie 43. Oh, God, not again. Have you watched it already? I've seen it. Oh, good. Alex? I don't know anything about it. Uh, what is movie you're in 43? for it, then you're in for a um, treat. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's a film with so many um, actors in it that it took something like seven years to film, um, and each sort of bit is just essentially an, a Saturday Night Live skit. Um but really, really, and that really pretty much shit. sums up. The, I, well, I, I don't know. I, I, I say referring to it as a sad and Saturday Night Live skit kind of kind of sums up the quality of the comedy. Yeah, yeah, it, does, <laughs> yeah. it is pretty bad. I have seen it already. Obviously, I'm going to have to watch it again now, but I don't mind because it means Alex is going to have to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Let it be known that had Alex won today, the next time I would have won, I would have given Jack and Jill. Oh. It is coming. It is coming. <sighs> Alex, we can't let him win. You just gave him the win. Yes, but yeah, but I've given you more. This, movie this... forty-three. Exactly. Right, okay, this okay. Week. we 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 know from now on then that we're not allowed to let Tom. Win. Well, no, no. no by, by giving him the win this week, it means that we're safe for a couple of weeks because he can't win next week. I, I'm not going to give you straight away. Now you know it's coming. I'm not going to give you straight away. <laughs> I've been threatening uh, Alex with this one for fucking months. <laughs> Be like no, 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 I, no I, I know he's going to give Jack and Jill the first time I, I'm the one. <laughs> I'm, the one I'm the one doling out the bad movie <laughs> the next week when we come back. <laughs> if, he, if he wins, he's going to go straight <laughs> to the jugular. No, I might. I might not, though. I might find it's like, something it's like, worse. It's, it, it might. Like, it, it's probably going to be Adam Sandler. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. 
But you know what? This this one's one of the rare bad comedies that doesn't have Adam Sandler in it. And when I say rare bad comedies, I mean most comedies are bad. So I would say also rare in terms of like the quality and depth of the bad comedy. Yeah, this one's a pretty pretty big stinker. But Alex, I hope you enjoy it. Sam, you've seen it already, so I hope you, I hope it tortures you as much as it did the first time. I know it will me. <laughs> That's the one thing of that's the one sort of little bit of solace as you can take is that the person it's 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 the double edged sword of the person offering the movie has to watch it too. Yeah. <laughs> and I will uh, come up with a uh, money making scheme for. Oh yes, I I need to, to I need to mention which my you now need to do yeah. I do yes. I'm yes. just a, I'm a. How, how are we gonna? Milk, milk this cash. Cow. All right, well, guys. Um, so my thinking was, and again, this 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 actually came quite quickly. Um, my my thinking was, obviously, these days, m- m- making a quick buck is 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 it, it's harder than it used to be. We, you know, we we're we're not living on the cul-de-sac. We're not Ed Ed and Eddie here. Mm-hmm. It, um, people are more discerning. They want more different things, and and things that you can't just realistically you can't just offer someone like a simple product anymore you know you know like games aren't products anymore they're services and so what i thought was again so we need to offer a service something that people will keep subscribing to and keep coming back for because you know it's because of the quality and because of you know it's the brand appeal obviously so Alex, what i thought prepare was, your booty <laughs> exactly well <laughs> excuse me I, I thought this was where we were going is this not where we were uh, going? okay um well that's that's plan that obviously that's always plan b uh-huh. Sometimes, sometimes Plan C. Um, no, I was it, thinking. It, no, it was the original Plan A, <laughs> but it doesn't work. It never works. What your booty doesn't work? What does the What does the A stand for? You need to see a doctor. No, no, no. <laughs> no, we, the, the the public don't want it. <laughs> we, 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 Alex, we'll just tell the public what to like what they like. <laughs> people will like what we tell them to like which is what this comes in because I, I was thinking about like especially with like services and what people like in their day to day especially like sort of the middle class sort of people who are the sort of the money the, the cash cows we really want to keep milking and so I thought of things like um, whilst I was chewing on something from Grey's and I thought what we need to do is introduce our own sort of like healthy snack delivery subscription service you know where we provide, send you like a box of stuff and you can eat that and that's good for you and then you know they like it money will keep being sent back to us so I thought we could introduce the Flusterkirk finger licking fun box <laughs> and uh, what it is is it's it's, it's a um, every, every every day for three days it's a three day it's a three day course but again you know it's re- meant to be repeated so you do it from you do it for, you know for a month you know a month or so so you get you know every three days it repeats <clears throat> and what it is it's specially um, personalized um, meal meal sets based around each of us <laughs> so for example <laughs> so for um, on so on day one you'd have the the Alex Fisher collection which consists of um in the morning you get the uh you get the um the 5 a.m. wake up which is a cool a cool a cool a cool crisp glass of uh of of, of fresh some, uh, mountain spring water hurled into your eyes at an ungodly hour uh then for lunch you've got uh, Alex's com- you got your Alex's lovely cumbrian creamy milk drink made from <laughs> made from cumbrian cream <laughs> <laughs> made from mostly the finest animals. <laughs> okay. Squeezed fresh yeah. daily. From where and by who we cannot say it's a secret. And then in the evening you've got the Alish fit. Alish, uh, you've got the Alex fish burger. So, you know, you know, healthy, healthy, delicious snack. Which uh, he he uh, he pickles the figs himself. And then um, on day two. On day two, we have uh, we have the Sam we have the the Sam box, and in the Sam box, the first of all, it's an open face sandwich, <laughs> and that's repeated. Uh, uh, and then oh, that so that's lunch, and then for um, in the morning, you have the uh, Sam uh, Sam porridge, made from my own oats, <laughs> and then in the evening, in the evening, you have this thing called um, yeah, well in Germany you've got this thing called Billy Bear, which is basically like 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 pressed luncheon meat, but like yeah, we have um, that here. Okay, yeah, yeah, so you know, with like the bear's face, and so I thought, so yeah, for the yeah, final yeah. one, it will be, it will be that, but my face, <laughs> <laughs> and um, it will come in a big stack, and it starts off like with my face, and as you peel each um each 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 slice off, it's actually like a like a like a cross section of my body going down, so it goes through the neck and the chest and the and the legs and the and and so on, all the way down to the feet. Okay. So you know, you know, that and that will be made out of various um scrapings. 
<laughs> from 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 all, from each of us because again you know it's a personalized service. Mm-hmm. And then for the for day three, you've got the um you've got the Tom All Cooked <laughs> collection. <laughs> Is it not the Tom Stravaganza? <laughs> well, 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 we'll we'll workshop the names. We'll workshop the names. Mm-hmm. Maybe okay. we'll do like a like a voting thing, like a little card where they get to pick them. And so to begin with, you've got uh the um so you've got the uh you've got the 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 the, the boy buffet, which is basically we've um replicated Tom's entire body with various cuts of meat, <laughs> lots lots of lots of thick plump German sausage, um, and an onion placed somewhere we haven't decided yet. <laughs> And then from then then that and so that you know that's it's like a buffet so that's them for the rest of the day and then uh, we cap it off with in the evening we have uh, for Tom we have the Marvel, which yeah. is a shawarma made yeah. of uh, featuring featuring green jalapeno peppers, one hundred percent U.S. Captain American beef, cracked black widow pepper, uh, and and, and and with a side of Robert Donut uh, on a side of Robert Donut Juniors. And um, also, as because it's you know it's the final day, it's the final meal. It also comes with a, a free Hawkeye bow set, which will turn up at some point, but will kind of feel like a bit of an afterthought. <laughs> nice. And um and um yeah, so and and you know every you, you sign up. It's a, it's a it's a thoroughly good meal. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's, it's, it's certainly a, food oh, for thoughts. It, indeed, it. and um you know and so yeah uh, they'll pay us and then every day it'll come through the through the door if they um if they pay extra it'll even come in a box <laughs> and so yeah the uh it's it it it's it's got something for everyone in there the um you know meat eaters carnivores non vegetarians they'll all love it and um so yeah the 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 flustercuck finger licking fun box is my suggestion I like it, I like it. okay it's very yeah. good okay. Well, I think uh, I think we're done. <laughs> to order yours, <laughs> do get in touch with us yeah. via our email or the website. <laughs> I think, email. I think we better get into production now. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I've got the I've got the I've got the I've got the nail file and the back file ready. <laughs> well, I'm going to start preparing my German sausage. <laughs> Alex, get in this tub. <laughs> I'm already in the tub. <laughs> <laughs> Never out of it. And s- um, <laughs> sniff this milk. <laughs> well, if you'd like to email me in the tub, or any of us. <laughs> I'm definitely doing yeah, a new drawing. <laughs> doing a new drawing. I'm starting now. You send us, send us an email at... Uh, <laughs> The tag podcast. If you want to send us your impressions of Alex in the tub, <laughs> we have asked for fan help before oh. and we've been disappointed so far. Oh, this is happening right now. <laughs> this is happening. I'm doing the I'm starting the picture and getting my tub out. Uh, is this going to be? Is this going to be the, 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 the <laughs> album cover for all future <laughs> Flustercuck episodes? I hope so. I, I, and the website is thetagpodcast.wordpress.com. I, no, I've not seen the tub, so are we talking, is it like a big cast iron thing, or is it more like a hedonism bot setup? <laughs> are you having a boy no, draping grapes over you now? It's it's a good old cast iron <laughs> sat in the middle of the room, you know, it's not up against a wall, none of this mo- modern nonsense. Everyone's watching. Um, <laughs> 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 You've got, it's actually not in the main bi- building of the house, it's, it's in its own separate building, with uh, glass windows on all sides um, for easy viewing access. <laughs> uh, like a, you call that a pressed ham? <laughs> it is now. <laughs> well, I'm glad we could uh, bring that little bit of joy into everyone's lives. Yeah, or at least ours. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're bringing some sort of emotion. We'll bring tears to their eyes. Pictures to follow. <laughs>